Welcome to the Mindfuckery podcast, which has been featured in Feedspot's top 10 podcasts on emotional abuse. I'm your host, Elizabeth, and in here we explore areas that others fear to tread. We talk about the mindfuck that was your life, and we talk honestly about what happened. And it's these honest conversations that are going to be key to creating the life that you were born to live. I promise you, the only person you will be able to be honest with is yourself. I'm the founder of The Divorce Sanctuary and Wound Talking, and I've been a woundologist for over 20 years, working with past life wounds, clearing ancestral trauma, and working with this life wounding. And it's through my own personal journey that I know how much this hurts and how confusing life becomes. So many questions, no real answers. I'm author of Finding Lily, The A to Z of Emotional Abuse, and I'm about to publish Divorce Matters, which has been written to support you through the physical divorce process, divorcing emotionally and healing the emotional wounds. And this book gives you permission to ask for the information you've been told not to ask for. So welcome along for the journey of a lifetime. Hello and welcome to episode 22. Last week I said I want to talk about wound talking, which I do want, but I am going to touch on something that's really exciting that's just happened over the, well, I'm going to say over the weekend, but actually really yesterday, I got my hard copy of Divorce Matters and I'm going to go into and follow that whole thing through. So, um, Divorce Matters is now live. It's been published. It was published on the 2nd of September, but I didn't have a live copy. I didn't have a hard copy to make sure that it was on the page. It was, you know, it was looking okay. So um, I couldn't do anything. And then I've had loads of other bits and pieces that have been going on over the last 48 hours. I'm trying to update and get it out and get the information out so I'll put a link for into the description box on how to order that and I'll speak as I go through and talk about wind talking. So I'm going to take you back in time to 2016 when I wrote Finding Lily. My life was falling apart and I it probably had been for a year. I found messages that my now ex-husband had sent someone the year before in 2015 and I then spent a year probably trying to hold everything together and make sense of everything and there were so many other bits and elements that were going on in our lives um, and then I was sat on a beach and I was on my own uh, in Greece and out of nowhere came this story finding Lily and in there as I was writing it I could see which I'd already seen but I could see in black and white ink on paper the similarities in the relationships that I had but I had to I was there for another five weeks I made the most of what I could I had um, you know you post pictures you pretend everything's okay but Every single picture that I posted was me on my own. It wasn't us as a couple. We celebrated our wedding anniversary out there. That was just a farce because discussing beforehand whether we were actually going to be together on a wedding anniversary or whether our marriage was over. 
And then there was the manipulation going on of, I, I'll, I'll let you know when I've made my decision. And I was so frustrated and angry and I had so many different emotions going on. And I had so many, fuck it, I'm over this. And then it was like, oh my God, how do I survive? How do I live? How do I uh, survive on my own financially? I've given everything up at this point. Anyway, as time moves on, we get home and within a very short period of time, and it's, I don't even think it was a week, he had left. Uh, I went, I was, we were seeing a couple's counsellor before we went. She'd said to me, I want to see you on your own. And I can't remember whether I saw her on my own before I went away. I think I did. I sort might have seen her twice actually. And she could see manipulation. She said, she called it his harem. He had a harem of women. And then I went back when we got back from Greece. I went and saw her and um, had a session with her and she was encouraging me to leave or to get him to move out it was so daunting it's anyone who's been in that situation knows how scary it is those decisions financially alone what I'd given up I had no money I literally had no money and I had no idea how I was going to survive I had children they weren't his but I had children that I needed to support as well so that marriage broke down and I started watching videos nothing made sense I could not make sense I was in so much pain and my mind was all over the place and I kept and I saw little bits that were saying you know go no contact and things like that so I tried that but rather than contact me on my phone he'd contact me through messenger oh you shouldn't be going through this alone and I can't remember actually what the other messages were we should be together we're soulmates oh, I don't know there's so many different elements to this but as time goes on you know, I was learning more, been working with wounds for, I suppose at that time it would have been about 15 or 18 years, maybe, yeah, something like that. And that's what I did. I worked with people's wounds. I, I'm able to, I suppose, hear them. I don't know. Something inside me tells me what's going on inside. I can't hear voices. I don't know what people are thinking, but I do get an emotional feeling uh, with regard to wounds. So, as time goes on, we have to go through the divorce process. I rented and I uh, had to move out. I couldn't afford the rent. I'd given up a business of mine to work for my ex-husband. And um, I'd then been put in a position where I was then, I had to go back to work financially. He said to me, this is what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to go and get a job. As you can imagine, I was my mind was everywhere and I couldn't think because the brain fog or the confusion that everything that was going on I'd also leading up to this point found other messages I'd found him on a dating website I'd found that he'd gone away with work and he wasn't where he said he was all these weird things that I'd been dealing with he'd gone off on holiday and then told me at some point that actually he hadn't he's come back early and he'd gone to stay with somebody every week there was a new thing so here I am 2016 then moving into 2017 I have to move out of my home I have nowhere to go I have no money one of my children um, who is still living with me she went and lived with her sister until we found somewhere that we could afford and oh it just feels like such a mess and just such a different time and all this time and during this time I decided that I was going to publish Finding Lily that had been about a relationship that I'd had 20 years before 20 something years before and said that I could see the similarities that were going on and 
As I moved through this and as things started to settle, we then get into the divorce process. And what I realized going through that was how important it was to divorce emotionally. So my shift went from the work that I was doing, which was I was a Reiki master, I was teaching Reiki. Um, I used to, I was a soul plan reader. Uh, I used to do energetic healing work and things like that. And I moved more into healing of the wounds, healing of these emotional wounds, encouraging people and helping people divorce emotionally and what that means is that you get no reaction you get no reaction when you get an email or you get a correspondence or you have to pick the phone up to them or they're trying to play with your emotions and manipulate you there's nothing you don't have a feeling and that is the ultimate goal you've gone through that whole process and you've healed those wounds so the original wound is where the trauma started that is usually in childhood you will have experienced something that is a trigger for these relationships it's a trigger for your response it's an emotion that comes up and that original wound stems from somewhere it stems from either somebody doing something to you or saying something to you behaving in a certain way my biggest thing that I've learned become to realize it's probably since 2018 let's say 2018 is that most of us just want to be seen and heard as a person individual a child whatever it was we just needed to be seen and heard by someone that was my biggest revelation and when I was working with the original wounds a lot of well a lot most of my work comes from working with the original wound it might be a situation that you've been in it might be one or, or both parents were dismissive or weren't there they might have been there physically but they weren't there emotionally they might have been abusive mentally physically abusive even sexually abusive there were so many different people that I worked with on so many different levels and that's where the original wounds comes from and most of my work is with that and it has been it started in 2002 when I took a past life energetics course and the work that we did with that was talking to the wounds that have come in from past lives and then I've spoken about this before around about 2013 I started working with ancestral wounding I wasn't actually talking to the wounds at that point but I was tracking them back through that ancestral lines and going back I mean thousands of years so many generations back it was so fascinating and clearing the trauma clearing it back and then clearing it forward so it wasn't going forward into our lives our children's lives our children's children's lives and forward so when when I got to 2018 it was as if I'd I was starting to come full circle and I was using these techniques that I learned with both of the past life energetics and the ancestral clearing I was starting to pull this all together and this is how the original wound work started it's tracking back and removing the original wounds using these really powerful techniques to clear the trauma within the body going back through that timeline until the very first point that that was experienced and we're healing we're taking out and healing the trauma literally removing it much like a physical wound if you got if you got hurt in some way and you've got a bruise that bruise could be still sitting right the way deep into the bone it could cause damage to a muscle or a ligament um, you could break a bone you know you, there's so many different levels of trauma that happen within physically within the body this also happens emotionally and when you get wounded emotionally exactly the same happens the trauma lands in the body somewhere might be a weak area it might be a, a, an area that represents what the trauma represents to you 
So that, that's how the original wound work started. And as I was going through the divorce process, I realized how important, as I said, it was to divorce emotionally. Because once, you're, once you've divorced emotionally, it gives you a power. It gives you this power to turn around and say, oh, actually, that doesn't work for me. Actually, I don't know what you're telling me is the truth. Actually, can you provide this information? And it sort of stems to the book that I've just published, Divorce Matters, because that was really where that seed was planted, the fact that we need to divorce emotionally. Divorce Matters is, the, it, it covers all sorts of, of areas of divorce and it's supporting. It also gives you permission in this one book, it gives you to, permission to ask the questions that you've been told not to ask. I found that really important because I was being told that the solicitors were only in it for the money. They, oh, I can't, you know, I actually can't remember what the claims were now. I have probably got them written down somewhere because I'm sure I've referenced them in some of my YouTube videos. I was like, oh, they're only after you for your money. They only want, they're not looking out for you. They're only, and it, all of those sort of things, which if you've gone through or go, are going through, I'm sure you've heard, let's keep this, let's try and do this between us so we can keep the costs down. No, so they can keep the costs down. So it doesn't cost them financially in the long run. So it, this is what the workbook and the book is about. It's, it's about healing on every level and asking, giving you permission to ask the information so as I was going through the divorce it was I'd agreed stupidly now but I had agreed to let him pay for the divorce on condition I would agree to the reasons he was divorcing me and I remember speaking to a friend at the time and she said what are they what are those conditions she said they I bet you everything that is in there is stuff that he's done to you and more or less it was uh, and there were things that you can't really divorce people for but it was worded in a way that he got it through anyway I just thought you know what he's paying for it let's just get get this over and done with but as I started to heal I started to really regret doing that because he was trying to insinuate that it was my children that had caused the breakdown of the relationship not his affairs and it was various other things that had caused the relationship to break down. Um, there were some really ridiculous things. <laughs> there were some really funny things now looking back. And you just think, I, I did wonder how that got through. I wonder how his solicitor reacted to um, wording it. Unless it was a game to them as well. That's the other thing. That's the only thing I can think of as a bit of a game. And it's all about winning, isn't it? This is it. So fast forward a little tiny bit. We were going through this divorce process. I was experiencing horrific rumination. I was thinking like, maybe I'd done the wrong thing. I got it all wrong and then I was and I spoke about this last week I was running a workshop I think it was like a 14 day or seven day meditation and what I realized was I wasn't staying in rumination when I was grounded um, so I've been recording these videos I've been grounding and I realized oh my gosh that's really weird I did get upset by some of the letters but not to the extent that they'd been wiping me out so I started to look at um, the wounding and healing the wound and divorcing emotionally. And this is how it all came about, divorcing emotionally. And that's what we need to do. We need to get that divorce of those emotions, that, that breaking of the trauma bonds and getting the closure, etc., etc. And then I 
somehow was doing some box breathing I can't even remember how that came about it was something I was doing with I think some other meditation or some other work so I then realized that I was actually could lift myself out of this rumination really really quickly because I was really in touch with my body but it still needs you to remove the trauma you still need to get to these original wounds and then I thought we were at the point of finalizing everything Um, and then one day I just got knocked for six and I didn't know what I didn't really understand what was going on and I just went and I went and sat on my bed for a moment and and I started talking to myself and I was talking to my inner child I've been working with my inner child for a long time and I started talking to my inner child and I started healing the three-year-old the five-year-old and the eight-year-old and this is where the wound talking sort of comes from it's a combination of of things how this happened you can actually talk to your wounds which is really what I was doing through the past life energetic work was I talking to them I was finding out where they were lodged what they represent and you what the trauma was physically linked to so it it, maybe it's an involvement of that this is how you can heal yourself you feel as if you're in pain and or you don't feel as if you are in pain you are in pain you feel the pain and you find it in your body and then you ask what it is what it represents and what it means to you and then you let it go in a nutshell it's finding where it is within your body and it was through this process and various other things because I didn't I didn't heal at that point I still had stuff going on and one of my and I have spoken again about this as well one of my biggest shifts was I thought I had bipolar um but I was recording some information I was getting ready to do a live I was running an event or something like that and I was making notes and it suddenly occurred to me and I think I had actually it had occurred to me before that because I found some information recently and I was that I'd written down in a workbook that says you know if everything's a lie and this is was my statement hang on a minute I've got this but it's like peeling back the layers so at that point I was ready to let go of that bipolar one and I thought oh my gosh if everything I've been told about this relationship is a lie, why am I holding on to the thought process that I've got bipolar? And it, it all came down to, I was sitting in the lounge. I think I just got in from work. My ex-husband walked in the door. I really didn't want to go and meet him. I knew it, it was such an awful atmosphere in the house. And he was telling me something. And I don't know whether he was having, I don't even know what he was saying, but my energy, I just felt like he'd sucked the energy out of me. And I was just about to collapse emotionally inside and I thought no you're not going to do that to me I'm not going to allow you to to do this to me and so I lifted myself I I grounded myself in that moment I remember where I was in the kitchen and I just thought no you're not going I'm not going here I'm not doing this today and I I took a deep breath in and he turned around to me he said see this is why we think you're bipolar and and my brain went what and then I went we who's we I'd already picked up his words had changed the way what he was eating had changed the way he was speaking had changed what he was wearing had changed we think you've got bipolar and and I I, then for six years I kept thinking oh my gosh it must be because I've got bipolar and I was able to squash that so talking to yourself really listening and being in your body your head was tricked to believe the information that you were told was the truth but your body was fighting it and saying it isn't but they were saying no it is listen I gave the explanation of gaslighting I think that was last week where you're told a lie a lie is a lie and then with gaslighting it's backed up with a piece of evidence or false evidence gaslighting is so so 
dangerous. So this is how I started to develop wound talking. This is how I started to show people how to heal. And it doesn't stop there because during this time I was looking at things that I could do for my YouTube channel, recorded some videos, and it was the A to Z of emotional abuse. Or as near as I could get because I couldn't find um, something for everything, every letter. And then I thought, oh, what am I going to do with all this information? So I started putting it on Instagram and somebody reached out and said, oh, I hope this is your next book. It was actually the publishers of Finding Lily. And I thought, oh, wow, actually, my next book was going to be called That Effing Pink Umbrella. That's a whole nother story. I really must tell that sometime because that taps into so many emotions and so much pain and a bit of triangulation and insecurity and self-esteem and oh my gosh I could list probably the whole book of A to Z <laughs> anyway so I decided right that's a really great idea and I converted that into a book and oh, I know it's it's dips in and out of the top 20 uh, emotional abuse that was a, a massive turning point unfortunately 2020 was literally on its heels of publication so I wasn't really able to do very much with it and then I was on a course and that was mm, that must have been 2020 the end of 2020 I think and during that course I came up with I'd already started writing a book called three things you should never do divorcing a narcissist I had the cover I had everything I got one and two and a bit of three written and then I I did this course and while I was doing that I created a free workbook called turn broken broken into your superpower um, which had some brilliant information in there with regards to negotiation because I've got a sales background and manipulation and how things can be manipulated and and not you using their techniques but finding other ways of supporting yourself and um, getting what you want out of the divorce you know holding things for your back pocket you know just a list of things that you know are really important because you know as soon as you submit your list that's really important in the divorce these are the things that I want I want that tea set I want that picture I want you know, X amount of contact with the kids, you know, that that father that was never, ever involved, didn't want anything to do with his kids or her kids. It could be the other way around. Um, was never there for bath time, bedtime, story time. Was never there on a Saturday or a Sunday for football, netball, gymnastics, horse riding. You know that they will become parent of the year. They will just pull it out the bag. And that tea set that was given to you by your aunt, great aunt that's been passed down through generations that is the tea set they want and that picture that you want they're going to fight you for because they were there when you bought it your money you liked it they didn't but they were there when you bought it so they have a right to it and it's all of these things and the last thing you want is to come away one exhausting all your finances fighting for things that then you look at and think oh my god that picture on the wall it just reminds me of the pain that I went through getting that and the cost isn't just financial you know it is emotional it is it can be physical spiritual and mental everything anything that you say that you want they will I'm not saying in every case but majority of times is something that they want because it they will fight you at every level. They just need to win. That's why it's so important. So coming full circle, I actually recorded a video and that was on divorce. And I'd found a, a worksheet. And this worksheet was on divorcing, just, just generally divorcing. And I 
did this video on this worksheet versus divorcing an emotionally abusive stroke person higher up on the narcissistic spectrum and and I put that out and then I thought actually this is really quite good I'm going to pull in my three things you should never do divorcing a narcissist and created a workbook around it a book workbook healing book because everything in it is there and it's designed to help you with the wounding. It's designed to help you emotionally and it's broken into five sections. So you've got the section with children. It gets you to look at every angle. One of my biggest things that I say in my group for people that are trying to negotiate and sort out visitation of children is to have written into your agreement that you want um, to have this renegotiated at certain times. And this is purely from my experience because when my children got to certain ages, their needs changed. When I divorced their dad, they were really young. By the time they got to teenagers, everything had changed. But the attitude was, this is what you wanted. This is what you asked for. This is what you put in place, you wanted in place. So I knew that even with me trying to negotiate on their behalf, because it was better to have it in place that you have got set ages that you go back and renegotiate so if your children are one and I don't know say one and four when they get to eight and eleven their needs are going to be completely different to one and four year old and yet you could be working on something that you agreed at that time so have really crucial age um, steps in there it could be at seven it could be every year and if you've got it written in and you don't need it that year okay look we should be negotiating is it working for you it's working for me great let's leave it as it is and that's it done deal you might not need to do that it's so important the other one is to get really important dates out the way so christmas is but birthdays you know family events those are that are really important to you what do you do because this happened to me a lot what do you do when mother's day falls on the father's weekend and what do you do when father's day falls on your weekend christmas easter other holidays summer holidays how are you going to split that if you're divorcing someone who unfortunately is stubborn and vindictive as some of them can be really nasty you it's really crucial that you get all of this stuff done right at the beginning when somebody is supervising it so just really look so this is what divorce matters is but it is more than that it's got information from the A to Z in there so I've taken some of the words and so it's got a bit of that in there it's got healing techniques it at every section it asks you how you're feeling about it how you think your ex will respond and what do you think they will agree to and won't agree to and it has in every section the best scenario next best scenario so it gets you to think it's also got in there a bullet point index so you can keep track of any notes and things that you've written down I do this all the time I can never find where I've written something so it's got an index so you can say on page 56 the conversation or as information a financial information that's such and such one of the things that had happened to me during the, my divorce was I was at a point where I was questioning some of the financials but we were also at a point where um, I thought the divorce was being finalized and in the end I overlooked some of the stuff that I really wish I hadn't overlooked 
because it didn't, nothing made sense. And I was being told bank accounts had been shut down and a year or two years before. There were all sorts of odd financial things that made no sense. So it's little tiny things like that. That's why I've written Divorce Matters. These are all the odd things that happened to me. These are things that I wish I'd known. If you're told people don't do that, just because people don't do it doesn't mean you can't do it. And the last bit is, you know, the healing guide at the end. It's got so much in there to help you. While you're divorcing physically, you can divorce emotionally, you know, writing out your story, talking about money, talking about all sorts of different things. So I've tried to write it in a way that I'd love, I wish I'd had a copy. I really do. And because of the way it's written, it's like, well, I, I'm just doing it because I've been asked, I need this information. I've been told I need this information. So it's giving you permission to ask when you've been told not to. Not like you asking for it. It's like somebody else asking for it. But the wound talking is is so powerful. And if you'd like to learn how to do that, um, I am going to be running some courses very soon in October. Email me and I'll, and I'll um, get some information over to you and I can do it. I'm going to run it in a workshop and we can do some live wound talking and but I can eat, also talk to you and talk you through doing it yourself. These I've spoken about it so many times. It's something that I started studying and working with when I did my spiritual life coaching way back 2010. During our childhood and the first crucial seven to eight years, and I've done videos on why I say seven to eight. Seven to eight years is because my experience was at seven, I don't think we turn on. Some people mature and have been nurtured in a different way emotionally to the way other children have been nurtured. Disassociation also comes into this as well. Up until that age, we live in a theta state. It could be longer depending on the environment that you grew up in, whether it was safe enough. But those crucial young years up until about seven or eight years old, where you're taking on as a sponge, everything as a belief. Uh, you live in this theta state. We take on words as beliefs. And another, this is what I will also be teaching in this workshop, is bashing out beliefs and our belief systems because it's really easy to identify and challenge some of these statements that we were told as young children and realize actually they're not mine these were given to me somebody that was somebody's belief or somebody's frustration or anger at the time and if you grew up around unhealthy or in an unhealthy unit you will be taking on the beliefs of the people and even if you're if you're lucky enough to live in a, a healthy unit you'll be taking on healthy beliefs and so it works both ways it's crucial and if you've got children start to look at the way you speak to them because what they are hearing they take on as the truth as did you as did your parents as did their parents and it goes back down that ancestral line and hence how and why ancestral healing is so crucial to be dealing with as well. I hope this week, I know it's slightly different, but I hope it's been really beneficial. If you want to join me on the workshop on wound talking, and if you like a copy of my book or any of my books, I will put the link to my book page on my website, and then you can have a look at what's available. As always, I'm sending you loads and loads of love. <laughs>